Welcome to another episode of Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek, and we're rolling out, continuing our zombie story. Where we last left off, Todd had got back to the camp with the news that uh, he had formed an alliance with the next town over to fight off a horde of zombies. He asked for volunteers for a hunter-killer team to go out and kind of try to split the horde. Uh, Eleven guys and two, two of the... Two of the women in the camp volunteered. Uh, he put the 11 guys, including himself, for uh, three teams of four for the Hutter Killer teams. And the, the female team will be driving the support vehicle, which has uh, a bunch of spears and medical supplies in it. And he left for, uh, Army veteran Bob Myers in charge of the camp while he's gone to, to just kind of prep it for uh, the stragglers after they get past the town of the Horde because they know that they're not going to be able to take the whole thing out in one shot. So where we last left off, Todd was just leaving the town, rolling out with um, a Jeep, two pickup trucks, and an RV. So we're going to pick up there. They're driving from the camp to the town. As they roll up to the town, they get flagged down by uh, a sentry. And um, he asks them to just drive over to the police station because that's where the mayor and everyone else are. So, Todd, you go to the police station or is there something you want to do first? No, I'll bring I'll bring my uh, teams over to the police station. Um, I'm going to have everybody uh, pull up. I want everyone still. I want all the drivers and one person still with each vehicle. The med vehicle, Just I'm just going to have them stay in the car. I want everybody turned around so we're facing out. So if we have to leave quickly, we can. Uh, and I'm going to go in with uh, myself. And it really doesn't matter to me who comes with me. I want one person with me from the Wrangler. Uh, and then I want the other ones, you know, switching over to the driver's sides. And then I want two people from each of the hunter-killer teams to come with me. The other two being in the vehicle. One is a driver, one is a lookout. Uh, getting ready to leave for wherever we're going. Uh, and that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be heading in with basically six people into the police station. Okay, so your teams get out of your vehicles and make the way over to the entrance of the police station. And you can kind of see that they have um, some makeshift fencing and jersey walls set up around it. And they have men working on um, the glass entryway, kind of fortifying it. Uh, they, they stop to let you in, and you're led to an, uh, a, a conference room. Uh, where you enter the conference room, you see uh, six cops in full body armor, uh, four people like in hunting equipment. Well, I'm sorry, six people in hunting equipment, and the mayor, Ray, sitting there. Uh, with it. When he notices you come in, he welcomes you, and he explains that um, they abandoned the idea of trying to fence in the town because they realized they just wouldn't be able to do it. So they're focusing on fortifying three very defensive buildings, the police station being one of them, that they can like use as a, a, a base, really, to fight off the zombies. Uh, to keep them out, and they can just, like, attack them from the roof. That's their strategy now. Um, but he also explains that the men in the room with you are going to be their hunter-killer teams. So they've only got six hunter-killer, six hunters? With six cops, so 12 people. Oh. So, basically, with your force and their force, it's, uh, six teams of four, but they can also, ra they can wrangle up more people. They just took their most experienced 12. Uh, basically now Ray says to you, what's your, um, what's your, like, how do you want to do this? What's your plan for, do you have a plan for like trying to break up the board? Okay. All right. So I have three teams. They have, they have four teams of three or three teams of four. Three teams of four. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is what I want to do. I want to get as many cardboard boxes and as much duct tape as possible to the police station so we can start armoring up all the people. And then I wanted to go over the plan of 
tackling this horde. So we've got basically got um, six teams all together uh, between my team, my teams, and the town's teams. And then we'll take it from there. But I want to get as many cardboard boxes as possible to the police station so we can start working on some armor uh for attacking these hordes and going over the defense plan to uh, we also need aside from cardboard boxes duct tape also as many work gloves for the teams as possible uh ray looks at you and asks why cardboard uh why do you want to wear cardboard armor All right, the reason why we're going to use cardboard as opposed to metal, because we don't have uh, an option to start fabricating metal pieces of armor for the, the major parts of the body. Um, also, metal is a lot heavier, and we're basically just trying to stop the zombies from biting or scratching us. And I think as an interim measure, that sh the cardboard should be able to help us with uh, that. And it's also very light. So that's where we're going with the cardboard. It's quick. It's easy. Uh, once we uh, fashion it, fashion it to our major extremities, we can, um, you know, start heading out and start you know, going over the plan, uh, or I should say, uh, going over the plan and then heading out to get to this horde uh, before it gets any closer to the town. But that's basically the reason why for the cardboard, just because metal is going to be too uh, cumbersome. It's also going to be a lot louder than cardboard. And worst case scenario, uh, if we need to remove the cardboard, it's going to be a lot quicker just to take a knife and just cut it off than to try and get uh, fashioned pieces of metal armor off. Because we're going to try and keep as many of our hunter-killer teams alive as possible with this. So that's that's sort of like the plan going going forward with respect to the cardboard, the duct tape, and all that good stuff. Uh, Ray takes out his radio and radios over to uh, someone who's managing supplies and asks for the cardboard and the tape. He says they'll be over in probably five minutes with it. Um, he said in the meantime, he wants to show you something, but only you. He wants to talk to you in private. If that's if that's agreeable, yeah, I'm okay with him showing me with uh, whatever. Um, I want to get uh, everything underway as quickly as possible, so hopefully this won't take too long. Uh, because every moment we waste, the horde just getting closer, and it's just going to be harder to split up. But I will follow him to wherever he's going, since they didn't take my weapons. And I've got I'm armed to the teeth. You know, with my sword, my survival knife, my, my weapons, uh, the guns. So I'm okay with following the mayor to wherever he wants to take me. Okay, so he he, followed, he leads you out of the room, and you follow him over to um, the, the garage part of the building. And when you get in the garage, you can see they have uh, three pickup trucks outfitted and ready to go for the operation, as well as a police um, transport van, a prisoner transport van. So he leads you over to the van opens the door and inside you can see four people uh, shackled and um, shackled to seats and he then explains to you uh, these guys are people that were uh, like survivalists and forming their own survivalist parties that we beat to unify the town um, and they wouldn't get on board with rejoining the town we can't let them go but we also can't let them be a drain on our resources so we're thinking of using these four people as bait uh, to try and lure some zombies away from the horde so what is your reaction to that? I'm faced with my first moral dilemma of the zombie apocalypse. 
I can't necessarily go along with that if they're unwilling to to help. Uh, I also can't go along with the fact that we haven't uh, devolved that far where I'm just willing to sacrifice human beings uh, for the greater good as of yet. Not saying that I won't sometime in the future, but the fact that they're survivalists, and this is just like, uh, this is just everything going through my head. I'm not really telling the mayor this. They have a good chance of surviving, and I don't really need them coming back to, well, I don't really care if they come back and attack the town, but I do care about they come back and attack the camp. So I'm going to suggest to the mayor, I'm like, I don't, you know, we really need people that are willing to go ahead with the plan, you know, 100% versus, you know, uh, prisoners that might be unwilling or unable because they could just we could just drop them off and they could just sneak quietly away and then they're they're a problem later on um and that's really what i'm looking at them as a problem later on i said just let i, I would suggest just leaving them here and then we'll deal with it after after we uh we deal with the zombies because I personally don't know what you went through with these people. I don't know what you've uh, what you've said to them, what they've said to you. Uh, at this point, it's between you and them, the interactions that you've had. But I don't feel comfortable using human guinea pigs uh, who are not willing to go along with the plan because we need 100% buy-in from everyone. And I just don't think using essentially unwilling victims is going to help us out uh, in the long run. So I'm going to not go along with that. I'm going to go along with our six teams uh, who are fully versed, fully armed, fully armored, and and see where that takes us. I just I just don't think introducing an unknown variable of unwilling victims into the situation is going to necessarily help us in this uh, crisis situation. So he, he looks at you and he basically says I he doesn't want you to be afraid that they're going to survive this because there's no chance of them surviving it. This is sort of a death sentence for them for crimes against the town, but it's also a way for them to be useful to the town to uh, lure out some zombies and the zombies are basically going to eat them and then get killed by the hunter-killer teams. Plus, they figured the sirens of the police van would be a, a nice attractor of zombies, or at least some zombies, probably not the whole horde. Yeah, I mean, whatever he wants to do um, with respect to that is up to him. Uh, I'm not on board with that. I just don't think it's going to work uh, the way they want. And if you're you're thinking of just plopping the prisoner transport van in the middle of a field and having their sirens go off while the zombies attack um, these shackled prisoners, that's up to him. But the problem with with the if you're gonna run, you're gonna like just dump and run with the the transport van, it's going to constantly have that siren going, and it's going to basically eliminate the effect of having six teams drawing six different hordes away, and it's just going to be one horde that's going to be hearing everything uh, with respect to the transport van, and I don't think our, our hunter-killer teams are going to be effective in drawing them away, because a siren's going to be louder than a couple people screaming from different vehicles. So, it's up to them what they want to do. I, I frankly don't approve of it, but, uh, it's up to them what they're going to do, but I don't want them really having that siren continually going off because it's not going to help us any. Uh, he, under he understands your point. Um, he, he He's kind of chuckling because he, he said, we thought of this ourselves too, and we don't intend for the siren to go off ever. We want to lure enough zombies to the area, and then we're going to detonate a bomb that we're going to put in the van and blow a bunch of them up. 
I'm mean, like, whatever you want to do, that's up to you. I, j I just don't think sacrificing people uh, who are survivalists, who could really teach you some things, uh, is really a good um, use of their abilities of just letting them sit there. It's not like you're putting a rabbit out waiting for uh, a wolf to come uh, because the wolf's just going to eat the eat the prey and then leave. Whereas if you 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 know I. I why, why do you need so many people? But I'm not going to argue with this. I, it's up to him what he wants to do with these people. If he wants to try that that method, he can. I think the same method would apply if there was no people in the van and he had the sirens going off and wanted to, uh, to do a bomb. But that's up to him. But I'm... I'm basically saying to him, you know, we got to get going and we got to get uh, we got to get this underway to uh, basically whittle down that horde uh, before it gets any closer to town. We're wasting too much time on this. Okay, he's going to think about whether or not they're going to go through with that or not while everyone gets ready and finalizes the plan. Um, but he, he gets a, a call on his walkie-talkie that your supplies are here so you can go make your cardboard armor now. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the cardboard uh, cut into pieces, wrapped into like little cylinders around our forearms, as well as our upper arms on all of the hunter-killer squads. Also, I'm going to have that um, done to our uh, thighs as well as our calf areas and have them taped onto those areas. So really the only exposed areas are our joints, uh, that being our knees and our elbows. And I'm assuming they brought the gloves. So I'm going to have the fingers cut out so we can still pull the trigger still um, pull the bows, but it just gives us an extra layer of protection on that. On top of that, I'd like everyone to be put into sweatshirts or something to that effect once the armor is, is taped on. As long as they're still able to move everything, I, I don't want it too tight where it's restrictive, but I do want, want it there, um, and I want people... Obviously, um, I don't want anybody in shorts or t-shirts. Everyone is going to be in jeans, sweatshirts. And then once the sweatshirts are on, I'm going to have them tape the gloves to the sweatshirts. Uh, somewhat like a, um, a biohazard type of situation where we're, we're taping all that up. And then I'm also going to have them cut out you know, rings to go around our necks, not not tightly, uh, but at least it gives us some measure of defense in terms of uh, something biting us or, or what have you. So trying to basically get everyone as armored as we possibly can while still maintaining mobility. Once that's done, then I'll go over the plan uh, with everyone. And so we'll we'll get everything ready. We'll get our, our weapons all set. I want everyone uh, with the full mags. Make sure everything's checked. Everything's cleaned. Everything's ready to go. Um, I also want that uh, set up on our med vehicle as well uh, for uh, Lori and Jennifer to get the, the same situation where they have the, the armored areas uh, up in terms of their arms and legs and the, the gloves and everything. And so that is where I'm going to leave it until everyone's ready and then we can go over the plan and then we can get uh, going and see what we can do about this massive horde that is heading our way. Okay, so you got your people all armed and outfitted fully. Um, now the mayor wants um, uh, all of his team and you and all of your team in the conference room so everybody can go over the plan now. Um, he's going to ask the room at large because he's not a strategist really for in terms of combat um, what they think the best plan for splitting the horde would be. Really, he's going he's gonna to call you out first, Todd, because 
you're you seem he thinks of you as an idea man from your conversations. Mm-hmm. So what what's your idea for using these teams to split the board? Okay, so here's here's my plan um, of of where we're taking this. We've got six teams. Uh, I want them to. I'm going to look at a map at the biggest area where there's an open area, and I want uh, the 600 killer teams to to uh, approach from six different areas and start shooting at the horde. You know, obviously the driver's still going to be in there, and then we'll have the three others using their guns to make the most noise to be shooting at those areas. And as they're slowly drawn away, maybe going 10, 15 miles an hour, because I don't know if they're if they're running towards us or what, depending on what the situation is, and drawing those various hordes off in in six different directions and then uh, you know ideally going out five six miles and this is probably going to take the whole day to do this or close to it uh, or as far out as as we can possibly get them before it really gets to be nighttime and we're at a disadvantage and then just uh working into the horde first with our guns uh as they're farther away then with our bows and our spears and then finally hand to hand with each of those uh hunter killer teams and see how far we can will them down uh before it becomes dangerous uh so that that was my plan if there's a better plan i'm, I'm willing to hear it um but i think Think that's our best chances of willing it down up to the point where it becomes too dangerous for the hunter killer teams and then they're going to hustle back to the town we'll make our second uh stand at the town hopefully they've got those jersey walls up um hopefully they've got some traps set up uh if they do have any traps set up we all like to need to net we're all gonna need to know where those are so we can avoid them uh as we get closer to the town and take it from there seeing what we can whittle down from the town as far as traps in the town go they they tell you that as long as you're on blacktop you're fine uh, they don't have that many traps but they have like some big some like larger ones rigged uh, in certain buildings so just basically stay out of buildings stay on blacktop when you get back to the town to fight in the town just the police station just go to the police station or uh, or city hall as far as your strategy for splitting the horde Everyone's kind of on board with it. Uh, the, the the guys from the other side basically say that they couldn't think of anything other than that to do. Sort of sort of um, trying to lure them with sound as opposed to gunfire and build and building an ambush that way. But they might get too many uh, zombies than they can deal with if they do that. So they're gonna go with your plan. Um, you're gonna have six six vehicles for this, and uh, they're gonna provide a support vehicle as well for their end. So pretty much when you're ready, you can head out. All right, I'm gonna get everybody back to their vehicles. Um, I'm gonna tell uh, Lori and Jennifer since we have two support vehicles, uh, I want them down the the left side. I'll have the other support vehicle down the right side. Um, just following out. Uh, I'll be. I'll try and go to the back of the horde, just because I think the Wrangler will be easier and more maneuverable than necessarily a pickup would. And once everyone's in place, in hopefully a large area, we're going to start shooting at the at the large horde and starting to try and draw them off. I don't want to like a kind of a spray and pray situation where we're just shooting at them indiscriminately. I still want every shot as possible to count in those in those various uh, vehicles and then as when and if we start to draw them off, then I, I want the shots to become more <sighs> I don't want them to constantly be shooting because I want them to still have bullets left. 
<clears throat> but as soon as we start seeing the hordes break up and following the vehicles, I want them to be trying to draw them off, like yelling and screaming and everything like that. And that's how we're going to do it. Everyone's ready. We're going to roll out to the horde as we encircle it. Okay, so your vehicles roll out. Um, you have two kind of convoys going on. There's yeah, there's the your vehicles, and then you see the three pickup trucks, followed by, instead of the, the, the big suit, police van that had the prisoners in it there's an older kind of beat up police cruiser and you can see that there's an older man driving it uh there okay so it's going to take a couple hours to drive drive to get everybody in position and some people are going to be in position a while before others are mm -hmm. but after a few hours everyone's in their designated spots it's um i guess it would be late afternoon at this point so you guys are basically communicating via walkie-talkie because you have no other choice um everyone signals that they're in position you can see before you uh the the zombie horde and just doing doing some quick math you're guessing there's like five thousand of them at least mm. uh with that being said the it's your show to start now todd everyone's ready and waiting for the signal all right this is it um, I want everyone within, uh, I'd say within an eighth of a mile of the horde in their various positions once they're in position. I want them uh, to start taking kill shots. Uh, I want, uh, on my hunter-killer teams, there's always going to be a driver. It's always going to be facing in the opposite direction of the horde. And as the horde slowly start to move uh, towards each of us, uh, like I said, uh, about an eighth of a mile, when they get to be within a couple hundred feet, I want to, I want everyone jumping back in their vehicles and then redeploying again the eighth of a mile. Um, so we're still within eyesight of the horde and they're still uh, coming after us. And then we're still all shooting at them until we see uh, the breakup of these 5,000 plus zombies uh, in the various little mini hordes that are going to be coming after the hunter killer team. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to be slowly doing that as needed. And I'm going to tell all the other vehicles to do it as needed. So there's always going to be three people shooting at the horde until I can see a, a definite um, breakup of the horde into at least six different areas. Now, I don't, now, some like it more than others, and we'll have to deal with that at the, as it happens. But uh, that's our plan. Once I can see that the hordes have gone into little mini hordes and I can't see the other mini hordes, that's when we're going to switch from the uh, guns to the bows and the, and the spears. But that's that's the plan as of right now, and I will let uh, you know. Let uh, I'll let you take over on that, and let me know how that's going for us uh, from that standpoint. But that's basically what our plan is as of right now. So I don't think that's going to work because pistols aren't long range weapons, and that's most of the guns that you your hunter killer teams have. All right. Well, if it, if we have to be closer, then we'll be closer. Um, but we can always jump back into the vehicles just to draw them off. Uh, but I still want them to be hopefully some, you know, headshots. If if we're closer, I don't know, it, you know, if they are they running at us? Are they walking at us? I mean, that's going to change things as well. But I'm not going to waste ammunition if we're using mainly uh, handguns. If it's a couple hundred feet. And then we have to draw them off by jumping back in the vehicles. Then that's what we'll do. But I'm uh, I'm not gonna I'm not willing to sacrifice anyone as of yet. Uh, my main goal is really to draw them off. 
uh, with my secondary goal being as many kill shots as possible. So if, if we have to be closer, then we'll be closer. Um, but that also depends on if they're running at us, if they're walking at us, that situation. Well, there's really only two vehicles that need to get closer. And it's it's your your truck and the truck that has the two sets of brothers in it, uh, because all the the hunter's truck has all the longer range weapons on it. Okay. So you guys just edge your trucks closer as quiet, as slowly and quietly as you can. Everyone gets out. All, all the shooters get out to uh, line up some some shots uh is there a is there a signal or a time that you guys were using to signal the shooting to begin like everyone fires their first shot at six or something like that or were you actually just gonna were, was somebody just gonna shoot first and then once you hear the sound of a shot you start shooting kind of deal as long as everyone is in range and we're going to be using the the walkies uh for that um since we have to get closer and one of my other uh hunter killers have to get closer um, it can't take that much longer to get that much closer. Um, probably a matter of a minute or two, uh, if we're, we're hoofing it, um, in the, in the vehicles. And then we'll, we're all going to start firing at once. So there's not one definitive wet place where the sounds are coming from, but they'll also be able to see us to, you know, distract the horde into going, uh, in those various directions of where the humans are shooting at them. So that's, that's the plan. Once we know we're all in, in, in place, then one of us will start shooting because um, we're all going to radio, and then we'll we'll take it from there. We're all going to be shooting at once, though, um, whatever that might be. Once we're all in position. Okay, and as far as um, your your hunter killer team goes, your specific vehicle, which of which of uh, the people in it are driving? I know you're not the, you're one of the shooters, but who else, just who's going to be driving? Just so I know. I'm going to have uh, Tom be the driver on my vehicle. Okay. Um, I'm going to be shooting, uh, I'm going to be fighting when it, when it comes to it, um, but I, hopefully I'll be in like an hour or so, uh, once we've broken up these mini hordes. Okay, so you're all in position, uh, Tom's positioned the jeep facing in a getaway direction, everyone's radioing in that they're all set, and everyone takes aim and pulls the trigger, and you, you tied all around you, and you can hear echoes of gunshots going off. And uh, you see before you, like, some zombies get hit and start to fall. And at first, uh, after the first volley, the, the horde is just kind of not really noticing it right away. Um, it's it's kind of like when the, not the second shot, but the third shots you guys take hit, is that some of the zombies actually look up and notice you. Um, I, maybe the sounds disoriented them. They weren't sure what was happening. But once you're noticed, um, so, uh, the ones that notice you turn towards you and start uh, walking in your direction and once one zombie moves another zombie just sort of follows it and the horde starts to break and fan out so your strategy is working yes. um, at first they they're moving fairly slowly but they seem to be sort of picking up speed as they get further away from the center of the horde so you can take another few shots you have like a solid minute before they get to you so you can uh you can take another few shots and then bail okay so that so that's what i'm going to be doing um with with this whole endeavor as soon as they get to be within like 20 or 30 feet we're all going to jump in the back of the vehicles we're going to go off for maybe uh, a quarter or an eighth of a mile to make sure that they're still following us. Once they're in range of our handguns again, we're going to be start shooting them again. Uh, as we're in the vehicles, we're going to be reloading all of our shots based on the ammo that we have left. And then when someone starts to get low, I'm going to have anyone call out so they can switch to uh, the bows and we can start on that. 
Uh, but that's basically what our plan is going to be. Uh, and that's what I'm radioing in uh, to all the other uh, HK teams. That that's what we're going to be doing. As long as they're still following us, that's what we want. And hopefully we can, you know, until no one else is within eyesight except our own little mini hordes, we're going to use that same strategy until... Uh, we've really drawn them all off into six different directions, depending on what um, what's coming with with respect to those hordes. I always want the driver ready. I always want the car. I don't want people stopping the cars and turning the cars off. I want the cars running at all times um, and then filling up because we got those two gas cans in each of our um, hunter killer vehicles as necessary. Um, and that's what we're going to do until uh, we're far enough away. Like I said, where we can't see the other little mini hordes. And then I want to switch to once those mini hordes have been um, broken off from one another, uh, I want to switch to, uh, like I said, the bows and the spears. And then after that happens, uh, once the bows, uh, once the arrows are finished and the bows are done, then we're going to start working hand to hand. But I'll need to know, like, roughly what each of the teams is looking at in terms of how many they've culled from their own little mini hordes. Okay, so over the course of the next, like, hour or so, you employ your, um, your, like, faint attack strategy, your, your attack and retreat strategy, and you can see that the, uh, the big hordes have definitely split, and after an hour, you guys are out of sight of all of the mini hordes, like, you have your own mm -hmm. mass following, and you can see that, like, your shot, your shots are dropping them, but there's still hundreds of them just following you. Mm. Uh, so I honestly, I'm, I'm thinking hand to hand is unrealistic unless you're trying to die, but that's up to you. Uh, you, you don't know how many you've killed, but you can tell there's definitely 500 or more just following you. All right. I, if that's the case, cause I don't know how many we're going to be, uh, able to draw off. Obviously I'm not looking to kill myself. Um, once I, I just basically then uh, if if everyone else is dealing with the same thing where they're where they have like five or six hundred, I just want them to expend all the rest of their arrows. I want them to expend all the rest of their spears, and then I want them to go radio silent and then head back towards the town. So depending on how long that takes each of us to expend what we have in terms of bullets and spears and arrows, and hopefully the town still has some of that stuff when we get back to it, then we'll head back to town and we'll radio into town to make sure that they do have that stuff before the horde gets there. Because uh, unless they have really long poles to start killing the, the hordes, at the police station and at the mayor's office, uh, then we're still kind of messed up. But hopefully we'll have gotten a, a, as many as we can at that point before we actually have to turn around. So that's that's a new plan. I wasn't sure how many we would get. If there are some hunter-killer teams that had smaller hordes where it's more manageable and where, where it's more likely that they can go hand-to-hand -hand and survive, then, you know, I say do that. But if they can't, then head back to town. Okay, so you, you continue your strategy. You're whittling your section down slowly and retreating. And after a while, um, you, you make it back to the main road, and you can see this solid mass just following you. Um, as you're on the main road, the jeep's driving back. You're getting set to go out to do another attack, and you hear a siren. And you turn, and you see this the police cruiser dri being driven by the old man, and he's going full force, pedal to the metal, right at the horde. What? Uh, the old man speeds into the horde as it um, 
as they sort of, I mean, they're not catching up to you, but as they're kind of breaking the woods and hitting the main road, he hits full smack into them. Um, the cruiser kind of flips and it's, it's crushing zombies as it's rolling. Mm-hmm. But as it, and as it lands, it explodes. What? So the old man has sacrificed himself and several hundred zombies have just been killed. What? Um, there's fire now catching in that sort of section of the woods. Not it's it's sort of controlled though because it's it hasn't. Um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, I guess it's not it's not super dry there. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't really caught. It's not like you're full blown forest fire at the moment. So there there's a bit of fire. There's a bit of burn zombie. What do you want to do now? Do you want to like and drive back and see how many are left, or are you just going to head back to the town? No, I'm going to go uh, back and see how many are left and how many are um, still coming from the mini horde that was coming our way. So I want to drive back and see what we're looking at in terms of at least this little mini horde. Okay, so you turn the jeep around and you head back to where the explosion happened and as you get closer it's starting to get dark but you can see does the fire um, uh, yeah from from the firelight and from the headlights of the jeep uh there's body parts everywhere there's a little um like crater where the where the car was and there's a smoking wreck but you can still see moving towards the wreck at least 300 zombies mm. so you you've done a great deal of damage to the what was following you, but they're they are still there. Um, at this point, your your ammo's getting kind of low, mm-hmm. so you can you can obviously just get out and shoot the rest of your shots and then bail, or you could just head back to town now. I'm gonna head back to town and prepare for uh, the second defense of the town and get ready and restock and rearm uh, at the town. I'll have our med vehicle heading into town first, um, since they should have been hanging back. Uh, hopefully none of my other hunter-killer teams have really engaged anyone yet. Um, I don't know if they have or if they had enough, if there was just way too many. But um, other than that, I'll, I'll instruct all the hunter-killer teams to head back to town and prepare for the second uh, offensive of the undead. I think this is a great place to stop. Okay. We're going to leave a lot of stuff up in the air. I'm not going to answer your answer any more questions, reveal any more details. All right. On on this episode, so you've definitely killed a few hundred zombies, but how many hundred? Have you guys killed a thousand? Who knows? Hmm. Uh, but that and more will be answered on the next edition of Zombies. Until then, this has been Old Nerd, Young Nerd. Remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen to us under all major podcasting sites under the name Old Nerd, Young Nerd. As always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal is the new boring. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, on our 25th episode of What If the Zombie Apocalypse Happens? Stay tuned next week to find out what happens in the town. Thank you.